Hey, it's Emily Williams, the founder of I Heart My Life, and you are host of the I Heart My Life show. This is episode 142, How to Think Like an Entrepreneur. So today I'm sharing 11 different ways in which you can start to think like an entrepreneur. Maybe you're already a business owner, and that's great. I'm also sharing these from the perspective of sometimes I wish I would have thought in this way as I was building a business. So let's go ahead and dive in. This episode was sponsored by the I Heart My Life Mastermind. The I Heart My Life Mastermind is perfect for you if you already have a business and you're looking to scale. We cover tons of different topics. We cover marketing strategy, revenue planning, team processes, everything you need in terms of mindset, high performance, really taking care of yourself as well as your business, events, publicity. We literally have seven coaches under one umbrella to support you and give you the answers to all of your burning questions. We host regular weekly workshops where you get your personal questions answered. We have retreats. You have a private Slack channel where you get to ask questions 24-7. You have an extensive resource bank that helps you put in place our cash method in your own business and much, much more. This is one of the most inventive programs around. I don't know anyone else offering the service that we provide. So if you are interested in growing your business and transforming your life, definitely book a call with us to learn more. Go to iheartmylifebooking.com and learn more about the I Heart My Life Mastermind. So in thinking back to how I got started as a business owner, one of the things that really stood out to me in terms of the way I thought was actually the complete opposite of thinking. It was really about feeling into what I knew I was meant for and what was possible for me and taking action based on how I was feeling. So what I always say at I Heart My Life is I believe that your desires are meant for you and possible for you. And sometimes when we're getting started with a dream, our head can actually get in the way. So my first tangible step in terms of how to think like an entrepreneur is actually to not think, (laughs) at least in the beginning, not overthink that dream. If I had overthought or paid attention to the realistic thing I should do or the rational thing that I should do, I never would have gotten started in the first place because sometimes our dreams don't make sense. In fact, most of the time our dreams don't make sense, especially in the beginning. So I'm not saying that you don't create a plan, but first comes the feeling. And then from there, you take the action. So my first piece of advice is don't actually think, just start with that desire. Then from there, once you do have the desire in place, once you have clarity on what your purpose is, then you ask yourself, okay, great. So what is the best way to do this to get the results that I want? So that's the second thing that you think about. And when I was first starting my business, that's exactly what I did. I thought to myself, what's the best way to do this? And ultimately, that led me to getting support from people who had come before me. I started to notice other people in my industry and pay attention to what I paid attention to what they were doing. So people like Marie Forleo, Danielle Laporte, Lisa Nichols, Tony Robbins, all of those people greatly inspired me. And I ultimately hired Marie to help me. I joined her B-School program. I didn't have the money for the program, but I paid in installments. It was something like $197 a month because I knew that I needed support to get those results. And that's exactly what I mean by asking yourself, what is the best way to do this to get the results that I want? 
And obviously you can just look at what someone else is doing, but an even faster way to get results is to hire someone to help you. And from there, I knew I needed even more hands-on support. And so I invested in a year-long program with someone else to support me in growing my coaching business. This was someone who I greatly admired, somebody who had a business similar to what I wanted to create, somebody who lived a lifestyle like the one I wanted to create. And so I could literally see myself in her. And so that's what you want to always think is ask yourself, what is the fastest path from A to Z? And most of the time that is getting the support that you need to compress your timeline. There are plenty of clients um, who work with us in our programs, and I'll tell them all the time, you know, move faster than me, go faster, do this better. I'm here to show you what I did well, but also what I could have done better. And so take that information and use it to compress your timeline. All right, next step or piece of advice that I have for you is don't be scared to take risks. So literally every single thing that I did in the beginning, and even some of the things I do today, would have been considered risky from the outside looking in. So investing in that first program, then James let me his credit card to be able to invest in the second program I was a part of. That was $7,500. He was only making about $35,000 a year. That was a huge portion of the amount of money that was coming in to our joint account. And yet he trusted me, right? That was a risk. Every single thing, having um, my first event, putting down the deposit, putting a group program out there when I barely had an audience at all to try and fill it. (laughs) All the things that I did in the beginning, and like I said, even today, they have some element of risk to them. As business owners, we have to be okay with that. We have to be in full trust around that thing that we started with, that desire, and we know that that's the truth. And so we know because the desire is dropped in, we know that we're capable of achieving that thing that is calling us. But that doesn't mean that it's not risky. Obviously, there's still a chance that something could happen, something out of our control could come in um, and threaten to derail us. There's obviously fear involved, but we have to be okay with that. And frankly, I think it's pretty boring to imagine a life without risks. We don't want to get to the end of our life and think, oh, I played it safe. I didn't actually push the boundaries. I didn't raise the bar. That's the exact opposite of what I want to be able to say. And the truth is, is we won't know how far we can actually go until we decide to take those risks. Think about an athlete who is constantly raising the bar, pushing those boundaries, stretching themselves, going to the next level. Um, lifting the the heavier weight, trying to run the faster race. All of those things are based on the way that they're thinking and their mindset and knowing that their body is capable of the next level. Now, yes, there are risks involved. They could um, get hurt. They could have less time with their family. Their body could fail them. Same thing with entrepreneurship. But we have to decide to be okay with taking risks and actually recognize that it's part of the recipe of success. Putting yourself out there. Think about it. The greater the risk, the greater the reward. That's the way I like to think about it. And I know that, you know, I've been on other podcasts. I've shared my story in many places. And one of the things that I love that was said about me was was actually by David Nagel. And he said, you have the courage of a lion. (laughs) And I feel like that's totally true. I took a risk. I moved to London on a complete whim. And I followed my heart. And I I started this business. I, I take risks on a daily basis. And you have to become comfortable with that to continue to move forward as a business owner. Otherwise, you're going to stay in the same place. You're not going to achieve more. Your business isn't going to grow. You're not going to potentially 
um, you know, do things differently, create your own methodology, stand out from the crowd. So it's super important to be okay with taking risks and actually embrace those risks. All right, next point I want to make is make decisions based on where you want to be. This is a huge one. We say this on a weekly basis, if not daily basis, to our clients. Make decisions based on where you want to be, not from where you currently are. It's huge. So as business owners, we need to be able to kind of fast forward and look into the future, imagine that crystal ball, so to speak, and make decisions based on where we want to be. So that means even if we don't feel completely ready to hire the team member, we know that it's gonna contribute to our overall growth of the company to have them on board. Even if we don't exactly feel comfortable with raising our prices, we know that that next level price point is gonna help us reach our financial goals. We know that hiring the coach might feel a bit icky, maybe you don't wanna spend the money, maybe you don't wanna swallow your pride, but you know that that decision is gonna get you the results that you're craving. So what I do is I always make decisions based on where I want to be. I take a look at where the company is now and ask myself, is this going to contribute to the growth of the company? Is this going to contribute to our next level goals? Or is this going to keep us complacent and keep us in the same place? All right. So that's a great benchmark to use. Am I making decisions based on where I want to be or from where I currently am? And I often ask myself as well, what would future Emily think about this decision? What would she advise? All right, next point is to fall in love with the process of building a business. Now, I have to admit, this is one of the things that I'm kind of figuring out uh, more so recently. I thought I had this down, but it's become even more of you know something that I'm trying to ingrain in my life because I'm just like probably many of you listening. I love results like yesterday. <laughs> and I don't always want to put the process in place to get the result. I'd much rather snap my finger and have it happen this second, which I'm sure you can relate to. But as I've heard it described um, many times, if we think about somebody like the actor or even the athlete, to go back to that example, there's a very small amount of time that they're actually filming the movie or running the race. Most of their time has spent in preparation, fine-tuning their craft, getting better, becoming stronger. And the same thing is true with business. There's a very small amount of time that we're actually on stage or writing the book. We might be excited about doing those things. Those might be the things that light us up the most, but the preparation behind the scenes and the steps that have to happen in order to get get that result are so important and actually crucial for you being able to do those big things. And so I think so often, you know, to, to, to talk about that quote that we all always hear, it's not just about the destination, it's really about the journey. And the sooner you can fall in love with that journey and the process of building the business, not just having the huge seven-figure launch, not just being on stage, not just being on TV, not just being famous or whatever it is that you desire, the sooner you can fall in love with the process, the quicker you will get the result. And the truth is, is we all started a business to be happy and to create joy and to have freedom. And if we're just going to be miserable throughout the whole process and complain and wish that we were somewhere else that we're not, then it's not going to be a very happy journey. And ultimately, we won't be fulfilled. And most likely, we will stop. Or at least we'll have a very unhappy existence, which is the complete opposite of why we actually started in the first place. All right, next point is to make sacrifices. Now, James and I had a big uh, debate about this word, because ultimately, I find the word sacrifice to be really negative. 
But I heard, um, I think it might have been David Nagel, describe the word sacrifice as basically just you releasing something of a lower value and replacing it for something of a higher value. And I really like that description. That feels much more in alignment for me. And the way I like to think about sacrifice is exactly that. So there are times, even today, I'm recording this episode on a Sunday, where from the outside looking in, it might look like I'm sacrificing. I've actually been working about seven hours today, playing a bit of catch up. I actually love working on Sundays and getting ahead of the game. It's not something I do every single weekend, but there are times where I am putting in extra hours or maybe I'm not watching TV or maybe I'm not hanging out with friends or maybe I'm spending less time with James. And again, from the outside looking in, that could be viewed as sacrifice. But for me, I know what is most important to me and that is the work that I do in this business. That doesn't mean that James isn't important to me. He is. I, I am so grateful for him and I'm obsessed with our marriage. But he also knows that my purpose and this business and the work that I do with my clients is actually the thing that's most important to me. And he knows that if he ever was not in acceptance of my mission, we would no longer be married. And I know for some of you, that sounds really harsh, but what I mean by that is if I wasn't able to do what I was put on this earth to do, I would not be the same person that he married anyway. I would not be the true version of me and our relationship would not be an honest relationship because I wouldn't be being myself. And so that's just one example of some of the sacrifices that I make to be able to do this work. But ultimately it's about changing your mindset And again, falling in love with the process of building a business. I know that this is not a forever thing. I know that there are going to be times in the future when my team is even bigger. And so some of the things that I'm doing now, I might not even be doing in the future. And so I'm looking again at the future, making decisions based on where I want to be, knowing that some of the decisions I'm making now are going to impact me positively. Well, I'm hoping all of them will, will impact me positively in the future. And then my sacrifices might not be the same. There might not be as many, Um, who knows? But I know that right now, the way that I show up, it's gonna contribute to the greater good. So you have to ask yourself, if you really want this, are you willing to make sacrifices? There are plenty of years, I mean, the past six years, I haven't done as many social things as I could have, I've put everything into building my company and moving forward with my mission, like literally everything. I will you know, work on planes. I will work late hours if I need to. Now, this does not come at the cost of my health. I can say that for certain now after this year and the journey that I've been on. It did in the past, but I'm not willing to sacrifice my health. That's one thing because I know there will not be a company. There will not be a purpose to live out if I cannot function, all right? So I want you to really think about where you're at right now. And are there things that you're doing where you're putting them before the business? Some simple examples are just you monitoring how you're spending your time. Are you putting a TV show, reality TV show before your business? Are you putting nights out with girlfriends that don't actually light you up before your business? Are you looking, are you feeling uh, guilted into spending time with friends or family members who don't actually believe in your dream over working on your business? right? So we all need to make some sort of sacrifice and that's just less letting go of something of a lower value for a higher value, right? Next point is to connect with your vision. So this is huge. So within your, in your mindset and the way in which you're thinking, 
You should always be thinking about the vision that you have for your company, not just this current moment, but what is the overall vision? So our minds are so powerful. Our minds are our strongest muscles. And I'm not talking necessarily about mindset here. Um, I'm also talking about spending time actually visualing, visualizing. Maybe it's a vision board. Maybe it's journaling, but actually being really clear about what that vision is so that you know what direction to go in. Clarity is so, so powerful. And yet so many people are, it's like, they're operating with no end goal in mind. I want you to be super clear. And remember that starts with your desire. It starts with what's in your heart. So let's get clear on that vision. And then we make decisions based on where we want to be. So connect with it on a daily basis. What is the vision for this company? Maybe you even have a whiteboard where you write out the vision for this year and then the 10 year goal and so on and so forth. Maybe you do a visualization every morning or a meditation. Maybe you just talk about your vision with your friends and your colleagues So remember, connect with your vision. All right, next point, fall in love with challenge. Again, this is a, one of the ones that has been a learning curve for me, (laughs) but I once, I once heard one of my um, colleagues talk about how she loves a good challenge, give her a challenge in business and she is all over it. And I was like, that's so interesting. And how amazing that you've gotten to that point where you're not afraid of challenge. You don't look at it as, oh, I've done something wrong. It's just part of business And you know that you can move through it and that actually taking the emotion out of it and really in the sense of, of, you know, some people go into resentment around challenge, some people go into fear, but when you look at it from a positive perspective, that actually helps you move through it much quicker and you can find the solution and you have the bandwidth to find the solution. So for me, what I had to ultimately learn was that challenge was actually making me stronger. Challenge was teaching me things. Challenge was um, helping me prepare for the next level. And I love, again, to use the the athlete reference here. So there's tons of challenge that athletes put their body under, whether it's lifting weights or trying to run faster. Ultimately, that is stress on the body and it is a challenge, but it's a good thing because they are becoming stronger. They're preparing themselves for the next level. You might've heard my previous episode all about what I learned from Kevin Hart's book. And one of the things that he said is, the greater the challenge, the greater the gift. I'm paraphrasing there, but essentially that's what he said. So every time he goes through a very challenging time, he looks at it as, oh my gosh, what's on the other side must be pretty incredible if I'm literally being prepared in this way right now. So what if that was your perspective on challenge and you saw it as, okay, I'm learning, I'm growing. Think about when you were in university or you were in high school or whatever it was, there might've been a challenging test. Maybe you had to spend weeks studying for something but you got smarter through that challenge. At some point in our adulthood, challenge started to equal hard or wrong or difficult. And that started to equal bad, right? But it's not, it's actually preparing you for that next level. So what would happen if you actually started to embrace challenge versus be at odds with it? All right, next point is to make quick decisions. So one of the things that I love from the book Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill is he says, the most successful people make decisions quickly and change their minds slowly. And I really adopted that as a a new entrepreneur and continue to do so today. And one of the ways in which you can make quick decisions is by learning to really trust yourself. This is not about making decisions blindly, but it is about practicing trusting your intuition feeling into what your body is telling you and those gut, those knee-jerk reactions that come up immediately that most of us ignore until we learn to tune in. 
So for example, there are plenty of times where your body is telling you yes to something. Something feels expansive. You know that it's all about making decisions based on where you want to be. And this will help you get you where get help you get to where you want to be. So let me use a tangible example here. Oftentimes when people want to work with us, they have this instant reaction of, oh my gosh, yes, this sounds amazing. I love the sound of your mastermind, or I love the sound of iHeart Coaching or your membership. And then their mind gets in the way and says, oh no, but I can't spend the money or I don't have the time or I'm not far enough along, right? And so then they go into limbo and it's like back and forth and they're, they're at battle with themselves. They think that they... They, they outthink themselves and they deny what it is that they actually want. And then they end up saying no, or they end up just delaying and missing out on bonuses or special pricing, or literally just having the peace of mind that they made a decision quickly. And now they can go all in. I spoke to someone a few weeks ago about this exact thing. And I said to her, what would, how would it feel to say yes right now in this moment? And she said, amazing. And I said, okay, well, let's do it. I'm going to stick with you right here on this Facebook messenger message. And I'm going to wait until you sign up. We're going to do it right now because no one likes to be in limbo. And my job, whenever I'm on a sales call in particular is to get people, get someone to either a yes or a no. I'm not attached to someone working with us. If it's not the right fit, that's totally fine. But I don't want anyone to be in this place of indecision because that's a complete waste of time and energy. I'd much rather see you say a full-blown yes and get the ball rolling or say no and go and find somebody else to help you. Otherwise, that place in between, it's just a waste of time and a waste of energy. So really think about for yourself, are you spending time agonizing over decisions? It could be working with somebody. It could be a trip that you're going to take, the car that you want to get. There are times where I do still go into indecision and James is like, you know what you're going to do. Just do it. Do it to begin with. Don't waste, don't waste, you know, time and energy or a month Googling and researching. Just take that action. Make quick decisions. Next point is to keep it simple. So one of the things I often ask myself is, is what is the domino effect of the decision I'm making? Now, this again is something I've learned over the years is keep it simple and ask myself, is making this new course going to have an adverse effect on the company? Is it going to take my attention from the current clients? Is it going to be too much for our marketing team to handle? You know, what is that domino effect of the decision I'm making? One of the things I often say to our clients as well is if you play the whole tape through, what is the result? And just ask yourself, is this keeping it simple? Is it overcomplicating? Which one is it? And really um, lean towards keeping it simple, especially when it's just you on your team or a very small team. Keep it simple. Maybe you don't need every single um, person on your team this second. Maybe you don't need to offer every single course this second. In fact, although we're not getting into marketing strategy here, if you speak to everyone, you actually speak to no one. So keep it simple, and I could edit this a bit and say keep it simple and specific. All right, next point, straddle the future and the current moment at the same time, literally one foot in both camps. So what we want to do as business owners is to think about what the current moment requires of us. What do we need to do right now? What are the goals? But also, what are the future goals? And we make decisions based on what needs to happen now as well as in the future. So I'm constantly looking at... What are we doing this month? What needs to happen for marketing and sales? What needs to happen for overall growth? What needs to happen for me personally, for my mindset, for the team? But also, what do we need to put in place right now that's going to create that positive domino effect and lead us towards our future goals? And this is something that it it can be a bit of a challenge. It's kind of a dance that you perfect over time as you grow your business. 
but it's a really important one. We can't just be, you know, closed-minded and looking at um, the decisions we're making right now and thinking that that's it. We need to be able to think about what's going to work well for right now, as well as what's going to support us in the future. All right, next point, learn to delegate sooner rather than later. (laughs) So when we think like an entrepreneur, oftentimes we start off thinking, oh, I'm the only one that can do this. No one else can do it better than me. And that might be true in the beginning. It's your business. It's your voice. But as you move forward, it's not going to be possible for you to grow if you're doing everything. And what I found is that there actually are experts who are better than me at certain things. And it's actually in service to my company, thinking about that future vision for me to hire them and to stop trying to do everything myself. And the sooner you can do that, the better. I'm not going to belabor this one. You get it. It's really important that you start to think differently and recognize that it's actually also much more fun to do this in conjunction with other people who believe in your vision. And finally, the last point I want to make is learn when to take emotion out of it. Now, again, another one that I've learned over the years is just that is business is sometimes Sometimes, let me rephrase that, business does not always need to be emotional. In fact, there are plenty of times where it's black and white and we just need to take emotion out of it. There are times where I've wanted to, say, offer a new course, offer a new program, run a retreat, and the numbers don't support it. Maybe it's the number of how many team members I have. Maybe it's the number of um, the money that it's going to cost to do the thing. It's not actually in service to the overall vision. So there are times when we have to think in black and white terms and think, is this going to be helpful to the company? Is it going to work for right now? Or is this short-term thinking? It's actually going to impact our long-term growth. So I hope that makes sense for you. It also is really important when you're dealing with clients. Oftentimes, us as female business owners, we put emotion into everything. We take things personally. And that causes us to have cloudy judgment and to not make sound decisions. So I often instruct our clients to just let's take emotion out of it. If we take emotion out of it, what is the answer here? What's the right step forward? What's the decision that you're going to make? So I hope these are helpful. I hope it supports you in knowing how to think like an entrepreneur and business owner. You've totally got this. Just know that some of these were works in progress for me for many years. I hope you can compress your timeline now understanding and hearing this list. And I'll look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the I Heart My Life show and for being a valued listener and member of the community. I hope you love today's content. Definitely pick at least one of the items from the list to focus on and take action on this week. And I'll look forward to speaking to you on the next episode of the I Heart My Life show. We hope you love this episode. Thank you so much for being an avid listener of the I Heart My Life show. Take a second and leave a review. It would mean so much to us and we read all of them. And for further inspiration and life and business tips about creating a life that you love and achieving massive success, definitely follow us at I Heart My Life on Instagram and at I Heart My Life Now on Facebook. See you next time.